Welcome to Ultra Dance Podcast. We're joined today with Dr. Greg Ayers. Dr. Ayers, a member of our Ultradent Elite team, joined us for an earlier podcast where he talked about using tooth whitening as a practice builder. And he's joining us for this session to talk more about service excellence. Good afternoon, Dr. Ayers. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for having me back. Dr. Ayers, we often hear about dental students leaving school with thousands of dollars in debt and wanting to start a new practice. And this can be a big challenge. I understand that you have a few ideas about how to get started. Well, you know, first of all, thanks again for, for allowing me to, to share what I call one of my passions in dentistry, and that is, uh, you know, talking with young doctors and, and, and young dentists who maybe have, have associated uh, with an existing doctor and maybe just recently bought them out. And uh, they're trying to figure out how do you, how do you go from point A to point B and, and, uh, and look at uh, these the steps on how to build what I call a dynamic dental practice. First of all, you know, some some of the uh, truths of these young guys coming in and ladies, excuse me, there's more than sixty percent female coming out of dental school today. But uh, these students that are coming out today, you know, they're over two hundred thousand dollars in debt just with their education. I mean, that's a mind-boggling number to me, because I remember when I was finished dental school in 1983, I came out with a, with indebtedness of thirty thousand, and I didn't even know where the comma was in that number. That was so big for me back then. So so a two hundred thousand dollar number is even far off the charts. But, um, you know, let me just say that um, I was very, very fortunate early on in my career. I'm talking about within the first six months of my of my practice. I had the great fortune of having two great mentors who weren't even in the dental profession, but who had very, very successful businesses, very humble men. But uh, the, these these two individuals, and they don't even know each other. One lives in Tallahassee, Florida. The other lived in, in Greenville, my hometown. But they all were kind of molded with the same uh, fiber, and they taught me about this uh, situation called the magic of service excellence. And um, before I even kind of lead into that, I think it's appropriate to tell you a story, a true story that happened while I was out renovating. We were actually renovating a little 1,200-square-foot house, what I call five miles from nowhere when when I finished my practice. And, And literally, I had you know, dental salesman telling me that I was crazy for uh, going out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I'm telling you, I'd look across the, the, this little two-lane country road, and, and the cows were looking at me like I'm crazy as, <laughs> as we were renovating this little house. And uh, I remember one day we were um, we just finished hanging some sheetrock and allowing it, you know, wanted to dry. So I had about a couple hours of time to kill. So I said, I'm just going to go out and try to meet a couple uh, of the dentists in the community and introduce myself and. Uh, just be a you know good colleague per se. So you know I went home and uh, you know changed clothes and, and uh, went over to this uh, this one office and there actually was two dental offices side by side. They're like mirror images of one another as far as the buildings were concerned. And I walked in, and when I walked into the office, just like any you know very stereotypic dental practice in America. And in fact, you know let me just say I think dentistry is a very stereotypic profession. So when I walked in, you know. I walked up and there was the the standard, you know, smoked uh, glass window that was shut with a what I call a little plaque sitting there glued to the wall that said "Welcome, uh, sign in, sit down, shut up. We're too busy." They open the the window and say "Good morning" or "Good afternoon" to you, and uh, with another little sticker on the wall that said "Payment is expected at the time of service" or "Get the heck out of here," you know. So so it really gave me that really warm and fuzzy feeling as I'm sitting there ringing the bell for. for 
for someone to at least open up the window and say, you know, good morning, can I help you? But so finally, a lady, you know, did crack the window and just kind of looked at me like a deer in headlights, you know, and I said, hi, I'm uh, Greg Gares. I'm a new dentist in town. I just wanted to stop by and introduce myself to uh, the doctor. And so I handed her my business card and you know, I sat there and I just waited and waited and waited. And finally, you know, after, I don't know, what seemed like 10 minutes, just probably maybe like three or four minutes, the door opened up and uh, this um, astute doctor came walking out. And as I went to, to shake his hand to introduce myself, you know, before I could even say, you know, hey, hi, I'm, I'm Greg Ayers. I'm a, I'm a new dentist in town. He handed me my business card, looked at me and says, we don't need any more dentists in the upstate of South Carolina. I wish they would close the damn dental school in Charleston. And he turned around and walked away. And I was standing there, and it was like I was kind of like frozen in time. And I remember turning over, and I looked in the reception room, and there was there was three three. There's like a dad and his two sons. It looked like Daryl, Daryl, and Daryl sitting there <laughs> in the reception room, and they're just kind of looking at me with their eyes kind of like just you know the mouth hanging open. And I just kind of nodded with my head, you know, and turned around and walked out the door. And so as I as I was standing outside, I was just so stunned by what had just happened, you know, because, I mean, I was dashed because here I am, a, a, a fellow colleague, you know, in the dental profession. And so I'm standing there, and I look over, and, and there's another dental office right next door. I'm saying, you know what? I'm not going to let this, you know, dampen my uh, my spirits of dentistry here. So I, I go walking next door, and you know, I walked in, and it's literally a cookie cutter of the same practice that I just walked into. You know, walked up and still had the the uh, the smoke glass window w- was shut, and so I rang the little bell and um, introduced myself to the receptionist, gave her my card, and um, stood there and just waited for a few minutes. I don't know, a few minutes later, she came back and she said, I'm sorry, the doctor's with a patient. He'll be a while. Uh, maybe you'd like to come back at another time. And uh, and so I just, uh, she handed me, she actually even handed me my card back. I don't know why. I thought I had a nice looking card, but she handed me my card back. I turned around and instead of being three men there, I think the guy's wife and his two daughters were there. And they're just looking at me like, you know, like a deer in headlights with their mouth kind of gapped open. I just kind of gave them a little nod. I gave probably the relatives at the other office. And, and I walked out. And, and I remember driving home thinking to myself, you know, what in the world have I gotten myself into in this profession? And so I remember going and sitting down with my wife and, and, just, and just telling her, I said, you know, I just had two of the worst experiences I've ever had not as a patient, but as a fellow colleague. And so so I literally, with her, we sat down and we wrote down, and I think it was like 22 things that, that stereo, well, to me was a stereotypic thing in a dental practice. Everything from how it smelled, how it looked, you know, where, with the uh, plastic plants in the corners, the, the, the plastic folders on, on magazines that will keep 1965 look magazines in pristine condition forever, to uh, the elevator music plant, to the smoke glass window, to the buzzers, to the signs. All those things that people think about, this is what it's like to go to the dentist. And, and I, I made a commitment that I was, as soon as we got our office open, we were going to literally break every one of those traditional rules and make it something different. Something so that when the patient walks in that door, they're going to say, wow, I've been going to the dentist for 40 years. I've never, ever had an experience like that. Now, let me fast forward a, a few, probably a month later. I went to my first dental seminar uh, up in Charlotte, North Carolina. 
And I remember vividly, uh, I used to work uh, evening hours. I basically would work any time a patient would let me work on because I had a small infant child and uh, I had to figure out a way to to put uh, at least buy some uh, some formula for this kid. So uh, I remember I got home one night on a Friday about five, around nine o'clock at night. And uh, it just so happened the seminar was on a Saturday uh, morning. So we decided to, to leave that night and drive to Charlotte, which is about an hour and a half away from Greenville. And uh, I remember as I drove up into Charlotte, you know, I pulled off of the extra ramp and there was an embassy suite sitting right there. And there's my wife. She's all excited. I think that we're going to be going to an embassy suites. But, you know, I drove right past it because right behind the embassy suites was this this old rundown motel that uh, I think we paid $17.59 to spend the night at. And she was so, I tell you, my wife was so upset that, that uh, you know, that I was going to subject her to this, to this little old cheap motel. And um, anyway, to make a long story short, I remember pulling in. I couldn't even get into the place to even register. I had to talk through this bulletproof glass from the outside to get the key to this place. And uh, I remember asking her where the, the room was, and I think she said, you know, go down to the end of the building, take a ride. It's, it's the end of the alley down there is where your room was. And and when we when we got into the room, I mean, it was, you know, the, the ceiling was falling down on the bed. I mean, it was just atrocious. And finally, after about, uh, you know, three or three or four o'clock, my wife was just dead set on, you know, I'm going to sleep in the car. So I uh, I actually just, uh, we just kind of packed up and, and uh, just got the heck out of there. But I remember, number one, you know, my wife, how upset she was. So we were, that uh, I even would go to a place that bad. But uh, secondly, when I went to the seminar that, that next morning, I was so, you know, all I kept thinking about is, you know, that's that's kind of like, what happened to me when I went to that those two dental offices? I mean, the, what I had anticipated was going to happen turned out to be a terrible experience. And so, anyway, I, all, all I'm thinking about that morning of the seminars, gosh, I got to do something to try to make up for for this you know terrible night that I just exposed my wife to. So, I remember we uh, I left the seminar early. We drove over to Asheville, North Carolina. And we, we pulled into uh, a place called the Grove Park Inn. For those of you who don't know the Grove Park Inn, it's one of the five-star resorts in the Carolinas. It's just a beautiful place nestled in the mountains. And I'll be honest with you, I guess I, w- I was hoping that the place would be sold out because I, I just could never imagine how anybody could spend, at that time, probably $150 a night for a room at a motel when, when I could sleep in the back of the car and, and feel good, you know? But... Uh, as luck would have it, I walked in. They did have a room available, and so um, prior to even going to the room, I had given the uh, the bellman the keys to my car, and uh, t- I told him, "I said, well, you know, we're, we're just going to go over here, and, and uh, we're going to, you know, get a bite to eat, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll go up to the room." So after we uh, had a nice, beautiful meal, looking out over the mountains, we went up to our room, and when I opened the door, I was literally, you know, it was one of those aha moments in my life that uh, that almost changed the whole perspective of how I looked at not only going to a motel, but something that uh, really made a big influence on how I practice dentistry today. And that is when I walked in, I was just astounded by one particular thing, and that is they had the bed pulled down, and on top of both pillows was a, I guess it was a Godiva chocolate, a mint on the pillow. And, I mean, I'm sitting there going, this is the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen in my life. Is a darn mint on the pillow, you know? So, for, so literally, I, I think for the next 30 to 60 days, 
every patient that came into my practice, I, I'm telling them about this most unbelievable experience that I had by going to the place called the Grove Park Inn and had this mint on the pillow. And, and finally, it just hit me. I said, you know what? That's it. That's the key to building a dynamic dental practice is look for opportunities to put the mint on the pillow. And so, you know, you, you could say that. In fact, you you, uh, you talk to any of, uh, of our staff members, they'll quote, uh, you know, 10 things that they do in their uh, position, their practice of what they do to put the mint on the pillow from the receptionist all the way back to the dental hygienist, to the dental assistant, to the insurance coordinator, to the financial arrangement lady. You know, that's the key to any business is to look for those unique opportunities to put the mint on the pillow. And I think that that concept you're finding in not only in dental practices, but just in in everywhere where we're consumers is very important today and, and it becomes part of your brand. I'm curious a little bit about how your brand developed from that point on and what makes your office and your brand different than other offices. Well, thanks for that. That's a good lead in. <laughs> in in our office, you know, our office is really about one thing, and that is the experience. And um, I always say that uh, you never get a second chance to make that first impression. And I share this with uh, with doctors around the country that I talk to, young dentists that will come in and that will shadow in our practice. And I'll just ask them, I'll say, you know, when you go to the, the movies, I said, before the main attraction comes on, you know, what do you sit there and enjoy watching? And I'll ask you that question. What do you, what do you watch prior to the, the main attraction? What they show is the upcoming attractions, right? All, oh, right, all, the all, previews. All, uh, the previews, exactly. And so I actually wrote an article that was published in Dental Economics years ago called The Two-Minute Preview, the ultimate you know, dental practice building tip. And, uh, and in our practice, we have what we call our two-minute preview in our practice. And that is, first of all, what, what, what is the purpose of the two-minute preview at the movie? The whole purpose is, isn't to tell you if, if uh, you know, you know, the, the, whoever the movie star is is going to, you know, get the woman. Tom Cruise is going to marry the woman in the end or if he's going to get, you know, if he's going to, you know, make it out dead or alive. The whole purpose of the two-minute preview isn't to tell you what's going to happen in the movie. The whole the purpose is to make you thirsty enough to want to come back and watch the whole show. Well, see, that's exactly what we should be doing in our dental practices. We should be creating that two-minute preview from the very moment that patient calls into your office to build that almost that suspense of like, man, I've never had anyone ever talk that nice and so, so you know, uh, intently interested in who I am as a new patient. And, uh, and so that two-minute preview starts to build in that patient mind. And, and so, you know, think about what well, maybe a lot of dental offices or medical offices do. You know, you call in. You usually talk to a monotone voice sometimes. Even the worst ones is those that have those computerized things about where well, you got to go through 12 different uh, numbers to ever try to talk to a, to a live person. In our office, when you call in, you, you, know, you should have somebody that's there that's compassionate, that, uh, that gathers a lot of very pertinent information down. But in most offices, it's you call in, you make an appointment, and if they, you know, maybe you may possibly even get a confirmation call the day before. But that's essentially all their two-minute preview is all about. Well, see, in our office, the two-minute preview is such a huge part of trying to create that hype of you never get the second chance to make that first impression that uh, we're, we're gathering as much data as we can. You know, a few-minute conversation. Not only are we asking them, you know, who may we thank for referring you to our practice because that then leads into, you know, this is how we build our practice at Pelham Family Dentistry is through the referral of their family and friends and coworkers. 
But uh, also, you know, we're going to be giving, you know, asking, you know, if we could uh, uh, have their email address so we can communicate via email with them. And as soon as that patient, you know, hangs up the phone, we may say something like, uh, I do, we look forward to seeing you on on March the 15th at 3.30. If you have any questions, feel free to, to give us a call. You know, look forward to seeing you then. Well, within 30 seconds after you've hung up the telephone, if you're sitting by your computer, you know, you're going to be hearing something that says, you've got mail. And so you're going to go there. If you open up your computer, it's going to say, hi, Ida, welcome to your new dental home. You know, we look forward to seeing you on March the 15th at 1030. If you have any questions, please click the link below to be directed to our website. And so that's kind of like one of those, wow, you know, I don't think I've ever had that done before. Like how many times has that happened in your physician or other dental offices? Probably never. And so in that mind, that two-minute preview is, is continuing to play. And so, you know, where do we go from there? The, the next thing we'll do is actually just like a flow chart. It goes from, from the, the initial phone contact to the, uh, the email gram, which we call a part of our dental gram. And then from there, a, a new patient letter is generated by a new patient coordinator on our finest gold embossed stationery. Because you know what? Image, image, image is, is what it's all about. And then we also then will send a thank you referral letter out on our finest stationery to the patient who referred them. And then a neat thing that we just started this probably about three months ago, but it's really at what I call another part of our wow factor of the two-minute preview, is at the end of the day when I'm walking out the door, there will be a, a just a, a – we have a little form that we fabricated. It's got the new patient they're called in. It's got who referred them, and it's got the patient's email address. And, you know, maybe any information that uh, our new patient coordinator gleaned from them, maybe they just, you know, moved from uh, Salt Lake City to Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, maybe they live uh, next door uh, at Thornblade Country Club or just something that would give me something to talk to the patient about. And on the way home, it's always fun for me just to be able to, you know, dial that patient's cell phone number and just say, Hi, Ida, this is Dr. Greg Ayers from Pelham Lynch Family Dentistry. I just want to let you know how happy I am that you chose us as your new dental home. And I want to, you know, thank Dan Fisher for referring you to our practice. Dan's one of our greatest patients. Uh, isn't he great? You know, and, and so, I mean, the patients, I'm telling the patients are, you know, if they're driving their car, they're probably zigzagging off the road because, you know, you know, the fact is, what doctor ever just takes the time to come in and give you a phone call or write you a personal letter like zero? What doctor ever wants to even, would ever call you even before they've even seen you, you know? So we're trying to build that unbelievable two-minute preview for that patient. And so hopefully by the time they get home, they're going to be telling their, their spouse or significant other about Man, you're not going to believe this office, you know, this, this dental office. This doesn't sound like any, any place I've ever been before. And so that's, that's what we're, we're trying to create. And so where does it go from there? The next day, you know, hopefully they're going to be receiving a welcome letter from our new patient coordinator. I'm hoping they've already been directed to our website because they can fill out all the paperwork online right there without actually having to fill out the forms. And then um, we actually have a, a program called Demand Force that will actually – uh, send them an e- email reminder to them, let's say one week prior to their appointment, and, and I think it's the day before, and then they'll also do a text message on their phone the day of their appointment. And so, you know, we're, not that we're trying to be overkill, but we, we're just trying to do everything we can to help facilitate this uh, big event 
uh, that's going to occur, let's say, on March the 15th, what I call the prom date. This is, this is a big event, you know? And so when, when we do call to, uh, to make that personal you know, confirmation, and, and and I use that word lightly because that's a word we don't use when we call to to uh, to remind you of your appointment. I like to say, you know, hi. This is or our new patient coordinator would be saying hi. This is Monica from Pelham Dentistry. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow at three thirty for your new patient examination. And when you call and say, we're looking, you know, we're calling to confirm your appointment, that kind of gives you an out to say, yeah, I just don't feel like going to that. I'll, I'll, let me just reschedule. But see, it's like if, you know, when, when you're asked to go to the prom on, uh, you know, when you're in high school, you know, if your date called you the day before and said, hey, you know, I'm just calling to confirm our uh, our big prom date tomorrow. Are you, are you going to make it, you know? I mean, obviously, you're not going to say no unless, well, I think it happened to me once, but, but, uh, but uh, the whole idea <laughs> is this is really the, the, this first appointment is a huge huge event but you know for most offices it's just a, like standard operating procedures come in you know you stand there in front of the smoke glass window you got a little chain that's bolted onto the the front of the desk because they know you're a thief because that's why they, they had a chain up there they think you're going to steal the pin but uh but when you walk into to to our office you know, first of all, the uh, our, our concierge that welcomes you in our practice, she knows that Ida's going to show up at 1030 in our practice. And so we're waiting on you. We're, we're literally waiting with bated breath to make this visit a wow experience for you. And so she knows everything about you based on the information that we gathered on our initial phone contacts. They know who the Dan Fisher referred you to our practice. They know that you moved here from Salt Lake City. They know you're working, let's say, at Michelin Tire Corporation next door. You know, that you're married and you have two kids and whatnot. And so as soon as you walk in that door, it's almost like a stand-up welcome greeting to say, I don't, you know, great to see you. So glad that you're here. I've heard a lot about you. Uh, you know, come on back and we escort you back into what we call our VIP room. And it's a nice, relaxing, subdued lighting setting with a round mahogany table with a leather binder with a goblet glass with our logo etched in it. And, uh, you know, we offer you a cup of chilled uh, water. We offer you coffee, tea. We have fresh-baked cookies that are sitting there with fresh fruit. And so it's like, wow, this is just another another addition to our two-minute preview that we have. And you know what? The patient hadn't even opened their mouth yet for us to even look in and to see what's going on. And so, you know, I can go on and on and on. But, but, but you know what? It, it's not really about teeth. At Pelham's family dentistry. It's not about teeth at all. It's all about making that patient feel like, you know what, I'm the most important person in this office right now. And uh, I tell I tell our staff, um, it's like flying on the airline. I don't you know, why is it that you have to pay extra money to fly first class? You know, why not give everybody first-class service, you know? I mean, if you give everybody first-class service, they're going to continue to always come back and fly with you. And so when a patient comes in and let's say they want to have their teeth whitened or they want they want veneers or a crown or whatever, if these patients, I mean, they're investing a lot of money, you know, to, to come in there and, and sit in their chair. You know, and basically what really what they're doing is they're saying, you know what, I would rather invest $1,000 or more to sit in your office then fly to Hawaii and have a great vacation. That's what they're really doing. And so, you know what? If they're going to fly in our office, you know what? We're going to treat them like they're the most important person in the world. And so I call building a dynamic dental practice is nothing more than, than turning your VIP patients into missionaries for your practice. Because 
I call it the circle of influence. You know, Ida, when you come into our office, most of the time when a person comes in, they usually have a husband or a wife, mother, father, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, co-workers. They've got fellow soccer moms, soccer team players, uh, uh, Sunday school you know, members and things like that. There's a lot of people that they touch on a weekly basis. You infect them with a product called service excellence. And something as crazy as a dental visit, which what I think is the greatest marketing tool out there is the 95% of people out there, you know, all dentists out there all, all throw the same pitch. And so that's our best marketing tool. But you infect them with this thing called service excellence, then they're going to go out and they're going to tell people on their, on their circle of influence about this unbelievable experience that they had at Pelham-Lewings Family Dentistry. And you know what happens off of that? You're going to get several people off of that circle of influence that are going to come back in and become a new patient at Pelham-Lewings Family Dentistry. And you know what? As we go back to the very beginning, we're going to say, well, who may we thank for referring you to our practice? Well, Ida referred us. Well, Ida's like unbelievable. She's like one of our all-star you know, performers in our practice. And when those people come in, the neat thing about it, the game starts all over again. And so, as you see, I'm kind of passionate about this, but but that's how, you know, people say, well, how did you build this practice from a little house out in the middle of nowhere? They told me I'd never, ever succeed to the point where we're getting ready to launch our third location. And um, I, I wish I could tell you that it is because I had the greatest hands in the world. Most of us would love to think that's how – that's why they're so successful is that they can basically do crowns on roosters and make them look good, you know. But you know what? Or then I'd like to say you know, it's because of my good looks, but may, maybe that was 20 years ago. But uh, you know, those days are, <laughs> are going away quick. But you know what? It really comes down to this. The product that we want to deliver at the very highest level day in and day out isn't a crown, isn't a root canal, isn't even a teeth whitening. Our product we want to deliver day in and day out is a product called Service Excellence because that's what the patients go out and tell their friends about. And then that opens the door when they come in because now they feel confident in us and they have the confidence so we can provide them with the very best dental care that we can uh, provide them. That's great, Dr. Ayers. In listening to you, I'm also thinking about how Dr. Fisher often talks about how the patient in the chair is the most important consideration and um, to treat them as if you treat family. And so I think it definitely resonates whether it's a product that you're using, a technique or a service that that patient is the first consideration. Thank you so much, Dr. Ayers, for joining us again today. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to UltraDent's podcast today. For a full archive of podcast episodes, visit podcast.ultradent.com or search for UltraDent on iTunes. <laughs>